Uh, hey, listeners, just a heads up. Uh, this was my first time recording, and uh, I made the foolish error of leaving my computer speakers on. So uh, at some point in the episode, there's some little pings uh, from Discord. Uh, I'm sorry about that. I will know for next time. Um, so yeah, just a heads up. Sorry about that. Enjoy the show. Well, hey. Uh, hello and welcome to the first episode of the University Cast. If you haven't listened to the uh, channel introduction, then uh, I'll, I'll say it here. I'll keep it brief. Uh, this podcast is about university news. It's about news for students. It's for graduates. Uh, maybe you're at college thinking about going to uni. Maybe you've been out of education for a while and you're thinking about going to uni. And you're probably going to want to know what's going on with unis, uh, how they're faring, how they're holding up. Uh, hopefully this show is going to contain some relevant information for you. Uh, it's going to boil down big stories and see how they affect you. Uh, these could be things like policy that's actually hitting unis, whether it's stuff about tuition uh, or lecturer pay, and how much you're paying, whether you're paying at all, um, and where your degrees are going to go. Or it might be some actual, like, kind of just general policies and changes uh, in the UK and in the world that will inevitably impact your student life. We're going to cover it here. Um, we're going to cover the stuff that's going to be most important to you. And I keep saying we as if there's anybody else working on this right now. I'm kind of using it more in the royal sense, the royal we, uh, because it's just me. One guy, hello. And who am I? Uh, my name's Joe. I am a politics graduate from Anglia Ruskin University, Cambridge campus. I've been graduated for about a year now, and I've been kind of doing that graduate thing where you're not 100% sure what you want to do when you finish, so you just sort of float for a bit between different stuff. Um, if you're a graduate and you didn't do that, uh, tell us the secret. Get in touch. Uh, <laughs> explain to us how you managed to pull that stunt and uh, you will be venerated as one person that got straight into work uh, after uni. Uh, so I've decided to do that thing that everybody else has probably done during lockdown or mused about during lockdown, which is start a podcast. Um, and I was warring in my head for a while, trying to figure out what it was going to be. And I have said to myself, like, hey, there's a lot of, like, kind of student lifestyle, you know, like, magazines and stuff out there. Uh, whether I've totally missed the mark on my research, and uh, there are tons of student news podcasts out there that, um, that have sort of slipped by me, then fair enough, I'm playing catch-up. But I... Haven't heard of any. So I thought, why not? I'll start my own. And I came up with that clever title, University, because after all, it's, it's about you. It's about your experience. It's big. It's mega. And as you can tell, uh, this format is going to be a bit conversational. Uh, I, I don't want to be the news at 10. Uh, I want to keep it fairly light and breezy because, you know, come on, it's uni. Like, you know, we don't want to take it. Megly seriously, uh, particularly now, if you're listening to this uh, as it comes out, we are in a global pandemic. 
uh, which is which is hard. <laughs> it's it's already pretty intense out there, and I'm hoping that these stories, um, these news stories, which will always be a bit dry, uh, always be a bit serious. I'm hoping to make them a little bit more ingestible to everybody out there. Uh, the Financial Times is not much of a read for laughs, so I'm hoping that uh, the stuff that I pull out here, yeah, we can you know, have that sort of one-sided discussion where it's not us actually having a discussion, it's me sort of talking at you. Um, but maybe that'll change. Uh, maybe the format of this show will will change a lot. I don't really know where it's going to go. This is the first episode. I'm thinking about making it a weekly thing. Maybe it'll become uh, you know a more regular thing. Maybe it'll be you know sort of every other day or something like that. Maybe it will become shorter, just half an hour little snips. Uh, maybe we'll have guests, uh, people who do important stuff at university or stuff around universities. Um, maybe we'll sort of do like a call-in thing, uh, take questions and cues and look at experiences from different people uh, across the UK uh, and in Scotland and in Northern Ireland and Wales, uh, in England, everywhere. You know, I want to hear from all of you. Uh, <laughs> it, would be, it would be nice to kind of get that, uh, that touch from various areas, hearing your experiences and how the stuff going on right now has affected you, because at the end of the day, that makes it more real. You know, this is university, uh, so I want it to, you know, have some some relevant feedback from you, the listener, the person listening to this cast. So enough of my my ramblings. We're going to get into an actual story, um, sort of an actual kind of like week in the news and i am sorry to disappoint it is not gonna be something other than COVID. <laughs> i'm afraid it is a COVID thing and it's kind of unavoidable right now it's kind of like when brexit was a thing that was unavoidable as a topic and yeah let's just get it over with let's get into it let's get into this story a story about COVID testing a gap in COVID testing, which is pretty brutal. Uh, it's showing a bit of a two-tier system in this country, and uh, you know what? Let's just let's just get on into it. Okay, so we all know that this episode is going to be about COVID. Uh, like I said, unavoidable. Sorry, sorry to bring it background to uh, the thing we all know about, but we kind of have to get into it. So universities across the UK have been and are continuing to roll out testing uh, for student bodies. Uh, I know Angela Ruskin is uh, kind of in the process of setting up a on-site testing centre. Um, but the, the kind of root issue of this episode is all about access. Uh, it's access to these tests. Uh, it's making sure that students uh, that are symptomatic uh, have easy access to a COVID test, uh, whether that be a walk-in uh, on site, whether that be mail-in, mail-in testing. 
uh, making sure that this access is there and ready. But um, the other <laughs> university in Cambridge, uh, you may have heard of it, Cambridge University, has um, been running a pooled sample testing scheme, uh, wherein basically they round up a group of students up to about 10 and put them into a COVID household. And they take this kind of uh, blended mix of student samples and they go ahead and test it. And if it comes back negative, then they'll uh, declare all students in that household COVID-free and they can get on with their lives uh, as normal as it can be during lockdown. Um, and if it comes back positive, then every single student gets tested. Now, there's a bit of an issue with this. Uh, current NHS guidelines say that you should only get tested if you're symptomatic, meaning you should just be getting tested if you have symptoms. And uh, in a recent post uh, in a uh, Cambridge Confessional Facebook page, uh, which is uh, very cleverly titled Camfess, haha, <laughs> um, a post in there from an anonymous Cambridge student says this, is there anyone who feels a disgusting sense of privilege at the fact that we are being tested every week without symptoms whilst there are thousands of people in the rest of the UK unable to access anything near to this? Wow. Every week. You know, it's madness. Um, some places in the UK, it's almost impossible to get access to testing. I think we all remember a while back these uh, stories coming out about empty drive-through testing centers. Just people rock up and there's there's no one there. There's no one manning them. Uh, so it's crazy to imagine that, uh, hey, if you go to a prestigious and, uh, you know, almost don't need to say it, wealthy university, uh, you've got straight up access to um, a test uh, by the week which is pretty mad, uh, if uh, if you ask me. You know, it might sound great. Uh, the idea of uh, a mass testing of students uh, in a vast university. You know, Cambridge isn't just one campus. Cambridge has its various colleges spread out. Uh, you know, we've all heard of them. Kings, Queens, uh, Johns, uh, other lesser known ones like St. Edmunds. Uh, there are tons of these campuses spread out all across the city. Um, and bearing in mind, Cambridge is a small city. Uh, I grew up in Norfolk, which has one city, Norwich. And Cambridge is smaller than Norwich. So, uh, you know, this kind of student body making up a huge proportion of the city, you'd think, yeah, they should probably be get, getting tested consistently. But is that really right? Because they have the access uh, this whole sort of COVID household scheme, like I said, it's it's running counter to NHS guidance. 
uh, NHS guidance states that if you're not showing any symptoms, you shouldn't be getting tested. You should just be following lockdown rules and you should be staying indoors. Uh, so, you know, this, this does beg the question, why do they get that? Why are they given that access? Uh, you know, maybe I'm a foaming at the mouth socialist waving my red flag around. Uh, but is it right that people with that access to resource, uh, that uh, real sort of privilege when it comes to capital, should they be getting tested whilst, uh, you know, there's another pretty big uni in Cambridge uh, where they're only now starting to establish a testing center? Um, and this isn't just uh, this isn't just a Cambridge thing. Um, there is uh, <laughs> there is cases of this, uh, unsurprisingly, going on around the country uh, at other kind of you know uh, I don't I don't know whether England uses the term Ivy League I know you know sort of Ivy League schools is a thing in America but I guess it's sort of part of an Ivy League um, group of universities and prestigious schools uh, if we go down the road from Cambridge uh, if we take a trip down uh, I think it's the M11 um, you can tweet at me if I'm wrong uh, down the road uh, Eton tested all of its students a while back or every single one of them, uh, symptomatic or not, every single one of them got a test, which is pretty extraordinary considering the sort of sheer sheer cost that would be. Um, you know, imagine trying to get a, a test for every single student in, let's say, a state secondary school. Uh, that would be a very expensive undertaking. And definitely one that the public sector could not afford. Um, and again, this is against government guidelines. You know, this is something that's supposed to be set up for everyone. Uh, we're all supposed to be following the same doctrine of if you ain't coughing, don't, <laughs> don't go get a test. Uh, just stay at home. Um, and you know it's it's a it's a red it's a red flag it's a red light. Um, you know maybe uh, maybe that well-known alumnus from Eton. Uh, you know we all know him. Maybe you love him, uh, Boris Johnson. You know maybe you know maybe he gave the green lights that. Maybe uh, maybe he said don't worry Eton, um, that's fine. Go ahead and do it because we're pals. Um, probably didn't happen. But nevertheless, uh, it's really not great to see places like uh, Liverpool, um, their university students who are symptomatic, uh, so well done Liverpool, you're following the guideline, uh, you're following the doctrine, as the NHS put it out, uh, their students are getting tested via an NHS lab, so uh, no sort of on-site private payments going on, and they're even having to support this lab with equipment and volunteers. Uh, so it's not simply, uh, it's not simply like Liverpool can just throw money at the problem because clearly they can't. Um, a lot of unis can't just sort of throw money at the problem, which is, is bad. It's very bad. Uh, you know, Worcestershire, 
um, Worcestershire, Worcester, Worcester's in Worcestershire, so I suppose I'm still right, um, has a single walk-in testing facility. Um, and uh, like a lot of uh, these other facilities uh, that sort of cropped up around the UK, uh, a sort of a morbid drive-through, uh, so it has to be uh, accessed by car. Um, I was lucky enough at uni to have a car, but a lot of people at uni, I'm sure you well know, don't. Uh, a lot of people don't get a car when they're at university, and I mean, maybe I'm not as charitable as I should be, maybe I'm no Samaritan, but I probably wouldn't want to give my mate a ride to the testing center if they were showing symptoms. Um, you, you know, you can you can you can cancel me for that. You can string me up for not being maybe as charitable as I should be. But I don't like the idea of being trapped in a confined space with somebody that could have COVID. Um, because I heard it's not a great ride to have it. Um, I heard it's something that you should miss. So, you know, then that's a whole new level of an access issue, because if your walk-in centre is, is you know, ironically not a walk-in centre, it's a drive-in centre, um, you know, how does, how does one without a car get tested in Worcester? Um, Worcester's case rate has been reported low by the Financial Times, uh, but is this due to access? Could it be low because, hey, a lot of people can't actually get tested, or their tests take too long to come back? Um, meanwhile, if you're at Cambridge, Eton, or Oxford as well, uh, can't rule out Cambridge's old rival, uh, you could get access pretty easily, um, and the uni will pay for it. Um, Oxford insisted that it was only buying up um, the sort of excess capacity of public laboratories, um, of ones that are run by the NHS, but nevertheless, they could still do that. Um, <laughs> Could other universities do that? Could they sort of just turn around and say, oh, well, don't worry, we'll just buy some extra space from another lab? Probably not, um, because there's, you know, we're already sort of forking out tons and tons of money on on other issues, on halls, on, on lecturers, on the lectures themselves, of creating that web-based infrastructure for the provision of lectures that are still half decent, um, whether or not it's uh, nine grand a year's uh, worth of decent is another story, and maybe that's one that we can get onto. Uh, the value of a degree during lockdown, uh, is that value still being met uh, whilst being online? Hey, that's that's a, that's another topic to get onto, one that we'll, that we'll avoid for now, because it would probably make a good episode. So, we have to look at the fact that regardless of a low case rate, it's still hard to get access. Um, I keep saying that word because it's important. Uh, the NHS was founded on the principle of free at the point of access and that everybody could get access. Um, and this is a big problem in a um, sort of a two-way 
healthcare system in regards to having a mix of both public and private. Um, it's, you know, this isn't sort of like a broken leg and, hey, your parents have health insurance and they can put you on it so you can go get that fixed a little quicker than rather, rather than having to sit in A&E. This is a global pandemic that has killed hundreds of thousands of people in the States. It's killed tens of thousands in the UK. Swaths of people dying in Europe, in Asia, in Africa. I could go on and on and on. The idea that you cannot get tested or it is harder to be tested during this time uh, simply because you don't have the resources that were afforded to somebody else because they were born to it is pretty grim and pretty sad, if you ask me. Imagine, uh, you know, sort of we'll, we'll throw back to the 1940s and, uh, you know, you're on your your pelting it to the bomb shelter because the air raid sirens are going off uh, or you get in your sort of little tin Anderson shelter, which is not going to do you any favors if a bomb lands in your back garden. Meanwhile, there's uh, some kind of private concrete bunker facility that if you've got cash, you can buy your way into as if it's uh, some very, you know, I mean, you know, this is, I'm, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a nerd, I'm a bit of a gamer, but that's some real sort of like Fallout shit. Uh, if you, if you play Fallout, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it's pretty crazy, and it's certainly a, an extremely low blow. It's a, it's a real kidney shot to, um, to people that study in poorer areas. Um, you know, we can, we can only think of the poor guys in Manchester at Manchester University, who have been herded and corralled and essentially forced into halls uh, which are going to be cramped, confined, uh, going to make it more likely that they're going to come into contact with uh, somebody else that has symptoms. Um, they could get COVID. Um, if you've lived in halls, if you've lived in shared accommodation, which I'm sure anybody who is at university or has been to university has done, uh, you'll know that you can't really avoid people in that situation. Um, some places have shared baths and showers. Um, pretty much all of them have shared kitchens. You can't avoid people in that instance, um, particularly with the kind of sad case of Manchester. Uh, they began promising in-person lectures, which lo and behold promptly led to a widespread outbreak with a, a good thousand, um, good thousand plus cases uh, on the rise. And instead of being sort of treated uh, humanely with a kind of humanitarian response of kind of care and pulling together and love, uh, they were forced into halls. And the Guardian even reported um, from from student at Manchester that they erected fences around their halls as if it's like the walking dead. <laughs> like, you know, it's not about keeping it's not about keeping other people out, it's about keeping them in, which is just mad. It's absolutely mad that they've just sort of been forced and stuffed into this, you know, this petri dish of, you know, volatile COVIDness. 
And once again, there's there's an access issue. There's an access issue coming from simply who's got the resources to deal with that. Clearly Manchester didn't and probably still doesn't. Um, I highly doubt that they'd be able to test every single student every week and even get them access to that, uh, which is really worrying. And it, it, it does it does upset me a little bit um, to think that there's a lot of people that are kind of trapped now without the ability to get help. And let's face it, students have been ignored pretty thoroughly throughout this. Uh, I believe it was Owen Jones uh, from The Guardian calling to make sure that students don't become the elderly in care homes of the second wave. Um, as we've all read, sadly, the elderly in care homes and very vulnerable people in society getting essentially left behind during that first wave and so many being found dead. And it's only right that these that these students in Manchester are protesting. If you're listening to this from Manchester, um, you know, power to you. Uh, you should be protesting. You should be demanding fair treatment because that's what you deserve. Um, you don't deserve to be treated uh, like a second-class citizen. You don't deserve to be, um, you know, herded up and crammed in like cattle without being treated in a decent fashion. And one can only hope that uh, with the Pfizer um, vaccine progress on the horizon, that uh, hopefully we can get back to some semblance of normalcy, uh, whatever normal means <laughs> during a time of global crisis, um, whether we will ever go back to normal. I suppose these are some a lot bigger existential questions that are... Uh, that have probably floated through everybody's minds, but we'll only know probably on the other side of 2021 what it's going to be like. Um, maybe we can get back to some good old-fashioned political discourse and we can once again start asking the, uh, hell, why was this allowed to happen in the first place? Um, and what can we do to make sure that it doesn't happen again? Um and I know that's pretty heavy. Uh, I promised light and breezy, uh, and it's been kind of anything but. Um, and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> um, but hey, if you've been pretty harshly affected, as I'm sure a lot of people have, by by COVID, uh, by access to uh, to treatment, to aid, uh, to things like that, uh, then please get in touch. Uh, I've set up a Twitter account. Uh, it's called University Cast. Uh, you can tweet at Real Unicast, uh, uni spelt uh, Y O U N I. Um, you can tweet or DM. Uh, like, hit me up with your stories uh, because these are real issues affecting real people. Uh, those real people being you, and uh, we want we want to know about them. We want to make them voiced. Um, there'll also be a link in the episode description where uh, you can drop me a voice message. Uh, you can uh, you can get on you can get on the show without even having to talk to me. Uh, and I would love to hear your stories. Um, I'd love to hear your news. If you've got some big stories affecting you in your area, then then hell, ping me. 
like I said, maybe maybe I want to have guests on here, and I would love to talk to you guys and hear about the stuff that's kind of going on with you at university, the things that big papers will miss. Uh, this is kind of this is the big thing with university news. Uh, it's a small segment of a very vast. Um, a very vast part of reporting and news and it deserves to be covered and you guys are the field reporters you're the ones that bring in the stories you bring in all the juicy goss um that goes on um so hell yeah please please do get in touch uh i would love to hear about what's going on uh around the country so that's uh, this. I was going to say that's this week's big story. It's kind of this year's big story uh, when it comes to COVID. I'm sure, um, like the grim spectre of death, it will loom once again. Um, there, there I go again, uh, bringing down the tone. <laughs> I'm sure it will come back um, in another episode. But uh, you know, fingers crossed, we can we can find some more fun and interesting stuff uh, to add in. So. I'll leave it there. Uh, remember to stay safe uh, wherever you are. Uh, make sure you've got your mask when you go to the shops. Um, try to stay indoors as you can. Uh, but hell, stay healthy as well. You know, get out and exercise uh, if you can. I really hope you can. Uh, stay informed. Keep up to date with the podcast. You can follow us on Spotify. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Um, Maybe there'll be a Facebook page at some point, if anybody still uses Facebook. I do. Um, and hell, hopefully I'll see you next week. So, from me, Joe, in the studio, that's goodbye.